Hi hello friends goodies and chudas welcome to Potter's podcast episode 20 book 1 chapter 6 the journey from platform 9 and 3 quarters Harry and Ron had fun in Hogwarts Express and it's like dream come true for Harry they shared much info Ron about his wizard family and Harry his miserable life with Dursleys Harry felt cheerful to have a friend to share Harry cleared his many doubts about the magical world as he trusted Ron that he wouldn't make fun of him. When he asked about Quidditch, Ron was much delighted and said that it was the most fascinating and interesting sport and explained its hard and fast rules. Let's get it. Oh, what's your Quidditch team? Ron asked. Yeah, I don't know any. Harry confessed the truth. What Ron looked dumbfounded. Oh, you wait! It's the best game in the world, and he was off explaining all about the four balls and the positions of the seven players, describing famous games he had been to with his brothers and broomstick he would like to get if he had money. He was just taking Harry through the final points of the game when the compartment door slid open yet again. But this time, it wasn't Neville, the toddler's boy, or Hermione Granger. But instead, there were three boys. Harry recognized the middle one at once. Do you remember the pale boy from Madame Malkin's robes shop? He was the one. And at present, that boy was looking at Harry with a lot more interest than he had shown back in Diagon Alley. Is it true? He said. They are all saying all down the train that Harry Potter is in this compartment. So it's you, is it? Yes, said Harry. He was looking at the other boys instead of the pale boy. Both of them were thickest and looked extremely mean. Standing on either side of the pale boy, they looked like bodyguards. Noticing where Harry was looking, the pale boy introduced them. This is Crab and Goyle, and my name is Malfoy, Draco Malfoy. Ron gave a slight cough. Actually, he was hiding his nigger, and Malfoy noticed it. Think my name's funny to you? No need to ask who you are. My father told me all the Weasleys have red hair, freckles, and more children than they afford. He turned back to Harry. You'll soon find out some wizarding families are much better than others, Potter. You don't want to go making friends with the wrong sort. I can help you there. He held out his hand to shake Harry's, but Harry didn't take it. He said very coolly. I think I can tell who the wrong sort of muscle. Thanks. Malfoy didn't go red, but a pink tinge appeared in his pale cheeks. You'd be careful if I wear you, Potter. He said slowly. Unless you're a bit politer, you'll go the same way as your parents. They didn't know what was good for them either. You hang around with the riffraff like Weasleys and the Hagrid, and it'll rub off on you. Both Harry and Ron stood up angrily. Say that again," said Ron, his face as red as his hair. "Oh, you're going to fight us, are you?" Malfoy sneered. "Unless you get out now," said Harry, more bravely than he felt, because Grab and Goyle were a lot bigger than him and Ron. But we don't feel like leaving, do we, boys? We have eaten all our food, and you still seem to have some. Noticing all those chocolate frogs, and next to it, Goyle reached towards the chocolate frogs. Ron leapt forward before he'd do so much as he touched Goyle. Goyle let out a horrible yell. Scabbers, the rat was hanging off his finger. Sharp little teeth sunk deep into Goyle's knuckles. 
crab and malfoy backed away as goyle swung scabbers round and round the howling and when scabbers finally flew off and hit the window all three of them disappeared at once running actually perhaps maybe they thought they were more rats lurking among the sweets or perhaps they heard footsteps because a second later hermione granger had come up what's been going on she said looking at the sweets all over the floor and ron picking up scabbers by his tail and her voice sounded bossily i think he's been knocked out ron said to harry he looked closer at scabbers no i don't believe it he has gone back to sleep actually but scabbers really it went back to sleep you met malfoy before ron asked harry Harry explained about their meeting in Diagon Alley. I've heard of his family, said Ron darkly. They were some of the first to come back to our side after you know who disappeared, you know. They'd been bewitched. That is what they said. An excuse, a lame excuse. My dad doesn't believe it though. He says Malfoy's father didn't need an excuse to go over to the dark side. He turned to Hermione and said, Can we help you with something? You'd better hurry up and put your robes on. Hermione so far has been listening. I've been just up to the front to ask the conductor and he says that we are nearly there. You haven't been fighting, have you? You'll be in trouble before we even get there. Scabbers has been fighting, not us. Ron scowled at her. Would you mind leaving while we change? All right, all right, said Hermione and she just left. I only came in here because people outside are behaving very childishly. racing up and down the corridors said hermione in, in a sniffy voice while she was going and before she left she just said ron and you've got dirt on your nose by the way did you know ron glared at her as she left harry peered out of the window it was getting dark he could see mountains and forest under the deep purple sky the train did seem to be slowing down he and ron took off their jackets and pulled on their long black robes Ron's were a bit short for him. You could see his sneakers underneath them. A voice echoed through the train. We'll be reaching Hogwarts in five minutes' time. Please leave your luggage on the train. It will be taken to the school separately. The announcement said. Harry's stomach lurched with nerves, and Ron, he saw, looked pale under his freckles. They crammed their pocket with the last of the sweets and joined the crowd thronging the corridor. The train slowed right down and finally stopped. People pushed their way towards the door and out onto a tiny dark platform. Harry shivered because it because of the cold night air. Then a lamp came bobbing over the heads of the students and Harry heard a familiar voice. First years, first years over there, all right there, Harry. Hagrid's a big hairy face beamed over the sea of heads. Come on, follow me. Any more first years? Mind you step now, first years, follow me. Slipping and stumbling they followed Hagrid down what seemed to be a steep narrow path. It was so dark on either side of them that Harry thought there must be thick trees there. Nobody spoke much. Neville, the boy who kept losing his toad, sniffled once or twice and that's it. You'll get your first side of Hogwarts in a second. Hagrid called over his shoulder just round this bend here. The moment Hogwarts was seen there was a loud ooh from the side of the students. The narrow path had opened suddenly onto the edge of a great black lake. 
perched atop high mountains on the other side its windows sparkling in a starry sky was a vast castle with many turrets and towers the backdrop was pitch dark the castle looked indeed magnificent no more and four to a boat hagrid called pointing to a fleet of little boats sitting in the water by the shore harry and ron were followed into their boat by neville and hermione everyone in shouted hagrid who had a boat to himself right then forward and the fleet of little boats moved off all at once gliding across the lake which was as smooth as glass everyone was silent staring up at a great castle overhead it towered over them as they sailed nearer and nearer to the cliff on which it stood heads down held hagrid as the first boats reached the cliff they all bent their heads and the little boats carried them through a curtain of ivy that hid a wide opening in the cliff face they were carried along a dark tunnel which seemed to be taking them right underneath the castle until they reached a kind of underground harbor where they clambered out onto the rock and pebbles oh you there is this your toad said hagrid who was checking the boards as people climbed out of them trevor cried neville blissfully holding out his hands then they clambered up a passageway in the rock after hagrid's lamp coming out at last onto a smooth damp grass right in the shadow of the castle they walked up a flight of stone steps and crowded around a huge oak front door everyone's here you there still got your toad asked hagrid Hagrid raised a gigantic fist and knocked three times on the castle door. We have just entered Chapter Seven, Sorting Hat. Just like that, can't we enter Hogwarts? Can we? The moment Hagrid knocked it at, the door swung open at once. A tall, black-haired witch in emerald green robes stood there. She had a very stern face, and Harry's first thought was that this was not someone to cross. Hagrid introduced herself to be Professor McGonagall. Thank you Hagrid said professor I'll take them from here she pulled the door wide the entrance hall was so big you could have fit the whole of Dursley's house in it the stone walls were lit with flaming torches like the ones at Gringotts the ceiling was too high to make out and a magnificent marble staircase facing them led to the upper floors they followed professor McGonagall across the flagged stone floor harry could hear the drone of hundreds of voices from a doorway to the right The rest of the school must already be there he guessed. McGonagall showed the first years into a small empty chamber of the hall they crowded in and they stood rather closer together than they would have usually done peering about nervously. Welcome to Hogwarts said Professor McGonagall. The start of term banquet will begin shortly but before you take your seats in the great hall you'll be sorted into your houses. The sorting is a very important ceremony because while you're here your house will be something like your family within Hogwarts. McGonagall went on with her instructions. She continued, "You'll have classes with the rest of your house, sleep in your house dormitory and spend free time in your house common room." The four houses are called Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw and Slytherin. Each house has its own noble history and each house has produced outstanding witches and wizards. While you are at Hogwarts your triumphs will earn your house points while any rule breaking will lose house points. At the end of the year the house with the most points is awarded the house cup a great honor. 
above each of you will be a credit to whichever house becomes yours. The sorting ceremony will take place in a few minutes in front of the rest of the school. I suggest you all smarten yourself up as much as you can while you're waiting. Her eyes lingered for a moment on Neville's clock which was fastened under his left ear and on Ron's smudged nose. Harry nervously tried to flatten his hair. I shall return when we are ready for you, McGonagall said and asked them to wait quietly and she left the chamber. Harry swallowed. How exactly do they sort us into the houses? He asked Ron nervously. Some sort of test, I think. Fred said it hurts a lot, but I think he was joking. Harry's heart gave a horrible jolt. A test in front of the whole school. But he didn't know any magic yet. What on earth would he have to do? He hadn't expected something like this the moment they arrived. He looked around anxiously and saw that everyone else looked terrified too. No one was talking except much Hermione Granger who was whispering very fast about all the spells she had learned and wondering which one she'd need. Harry tried hard not to listen to her, not just Harry, everyone. He'd never been more nervous, never not even when he had had to take a school report home to the Dursley saying that he had somehow turned his teacher's wig blue kept his eyes fixed on the door. Any second now, Professor McGonagall would come back and lead him to his doom. Then something happened that they made him jump about a foot in the air. What? McGonagall entered a no. Several people behind them, behind him screamed also. What the hell? He gasped because many number of ghosts, n number of ghosts were gliding in the air. So did the people around him gasped. About 20 ghosts had just streamed through the black wall. Pearly white and slightly transparent, they glided across the room, as I was saying, talking to one another and hardly glancing at first years. They seemed to be arguing what looked like a fat little monk was saying, Forgive and forget, I say, we ought to give him a second chance. My dear friar, haven't we given Peeves all the chances he deserves? He gives us all bad name. And you know, he's not really even a ghost. I say, immediately the ghost saw the first years and asked them, What are you all doing here? A ghost wearing a rough and tights had suddenly noticed the first years and said with a stern voice. Nobody answered. New student, said the fat friar, smiling around at them. About to be sorted, I suppose. A few people nodded mutely. Hope to see you in Hufflepuff, said the friar. My old house, you know. Move along now, said a sharp voice. The sorting ceremony is about to start. His heart come fast. Which house he is going to be in? Will he be selected or not? That was the most worrying question he had in his mind. Will he add pride to his family? Know that we have to wait till the next episode. Till that, don't forget to share. It's bye-bye from Kamali. Let's share and spread magic in the air. Thank you.